0: Hello everyone and welcome back to Kingdom Hearts Coast to Coast, a journey through the Kingdom Hearts game series. I am Juliet, and as always, who is here with me?
1: Hello, it's me, Madison. And today we're
0: gonna be sort of taking a little bit of a break from the plot, which is really kind of reaching its climax now. And we're gonna kind of poke around and look at some other stuff that is available to do in Kingdom Hearts at this point in the game. And just kind of tie up a few loose ends there. So today we're going to be talking about all of the stuff pertaining to the book in Merlin's house, the 100 Acre Wood mini games. We're going to talk a little bit about the additional tournaments you can do at the Olympus Coliseum. And we're, we're kind of just going to talk about the game overall, as it is at this point, and how we're feeling about it. So 100 Acre Wood, we did... Discussed this a little bit earlier on we essentially talked about sort of the introduction to it and we talked about i I guess the first mini game did we actually we actually did do that right maybe it was just the introductory scene i can't remember now because it was a little while ago
1: i think all we've talked about was the introductory scene although i think we both played the um first mini game the honey tree mini game before that
0: yeah Honey Tree minigame, which I think is a weirdly, a strangely satisfying control mechanic <laughs> that is is pretty much just present in it. So the Hundred Acre Wood, obviously, this stuff is based on Winnie the Pooh, which is not actually uh, originally a, a Disney creation. Uh, it was created by A.A. A. Milne. These books, uh, the stories of Winnie the Pooh and Christopher Robin, Hundred Acre Wood, are very beloved and are at this point, I think, more or less inseparable uh, from the Disney adaptation of them. But, you know, they they did exist before the Disney cartoons. I love Winnie the Pooh. What do you what do you think about all of this stuff before we really get into it?
1: I've always had kind of a casual relationship with Winnie the Pooh. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely have had friends who really love the characters and the stories, but um, I didn't really watch the show or the movies much growing up. So yeah, it's it's nice.
0: Yeah, we had a tape of the um the shorts when I was very little, okay. and I watched them a lot. So that's my main my main sort of relationship. There was also a. Like a Saturday morning cartoon of Winnie the Pooh, mm-hmm. whose theme song has been stuck right in my head, uh, basically for my entire life. Like <laughs> they made actually a lot of Winnie the Pooh movies, especially in like the 2000s. And I never really saw any of them, mm-hmm. even though they did seem very nicely animated, which was always a little bit of a surprise. Yeah, it
1: seems like they, they put plenty of effort into that stuff.
0: I also did not watch the deeply creepy live action uh, Christopher Robin movie that came out a few years ago. Oh, that's
1: your loss. It wasn't as, so I know that the trailers make the character designs look pretty unsettling. Uh They look fine in the movie.
0: That's good. I kind of assumed that, honestly. I felt like that impression probably just does not hold up over the course of the movie when it's actually like Winnie the Pooh walking around and talking, and you hear like the Jim Cummings voice coming out of his mouth and everything. So, did you did you like it? I I, I did not know you had seen that. I movie. I liked
1: it pretty well. It is palpably a Paddington Bear rip off.
0: Oh, you see, that's a problem because Paddington, specifically Paddington Two, is basically the only perfect movie that's ever been made. So
1: I hear. I haven't actually seen that one.
0: Uh, He goes to prison. He makes a bunch of marmalade. It's wonderful. That's
1: really great. As far as I can tell, it's also the Paddington movies have a lot of slapstick in them. Is that right? They
0: do. Yeah, they do have quite a bit of slapstick, in them. which is
1: like kind of in Pooh Bear stuff, but not in the way Mm. that made it into this movie where like he's just like wrecking the whole room. Things just... Bumbling around in the real world.
0: Yeah, I think the whole Pooh Bear in the real world thing is a weird thing about that movie. Definitely
1: weird. The other weirdest weird thing about that movie is that uh, really a lot of it has to do with how Christopher Robin did fight in World War One. And his uh, the lasting psychological and emotional effects of that.
0: Wow, that's rough. Yeah, that's that's some heavy material to be stepping into there with uh with these characters huh
1: yeah yeah so but it's fine it's kind of got a hook thing going on where Christopher Robin has a daughter that he uh doesn't know how to relate to anymore because he forgot how to be a kid
0: my impression is that it had a little bit of a hook thing and a little bit of like a Mary Poppins thing going on now that I think about it it is conceivable, it is plausible for them to someday put Mary Poppins into a Kingdom Hearts game. And that would be extremely strange.
1: I would love to see
0: that. Me too. Me too. I'm just I'm curious as to like, would she be a party member? And if so, what would the point of even playing be? Because she would be godlike in her powers.
1: Well, she has to teach you how to do stuff. She she wouldn't unleash her full power. Yeah, that'd be great. She could like bang stuff with her umbrella and stuff.
0: Yeah, she could bang stuff with her umbrella. She could like take a bunch of stuff out of her bag. <laughs> also, the keyblade you get at the end of that would just be an umbrella. Oh,
1: I love it.
0: And that would be that would be very good. Yeah.
1: So the Hundred Acre Wood is uh It's all pretty straightforward. You have to find the torn pages throughout the other worlds. I think there's like five of them. Is that right?
0: That is correct. There are five torn pages that are not super elaborately hidden in several of the other worlds. I had a little bit of trouble because I thought I was missing some, but I was not. Yeah,
1: it's kind of hard to trigger the next scene. Right.
0: Yeah. So the way it works is that essentially you find a torn page and the torn pages will just kind of stay in your inventory until you go into the hundred acre wood. You walk up to the book and, you know, select it in Merlin's house and you end up on like kind of a a very nice looking 2D map of the hundred acre wood with pieces missing only the next scene that is available for you to do is accessible there, even if you have the additional pages you would need for all of the other scenes. So you go into whatever scene is available to you and there is generally a minigame and the minigames aren't hard, but in a couple of cases, they are a little unclear on what the like the win condition is for them. And the the bit that really kind of stumped me, no, it didn't stump me, but it it was confusing to to get past is that one of the pages actually has too many games in it huh. so I finished the first one and then I was like okay I don't know what to do I think I'm missing one of the pages so I went back to like all of the places that you can find them They were not there, and it turns out, even though I enjoy fighting the Heartless mobs from Hollow Bastion, and they are fun to fight, they are not that fun to fight when you are specifically trying to make your way through levels you've already been to, to verify that the specific places where there should be a treasure chest, if there's a torn page in it, are not there anymore.
1: I will say that before we went to Hollow Bastion... The game via Goofy and Donald did try to say, hey, now might be a good time to go um, wrap up those side quests that are floating around. Yeah, We kind of rolled our eyes at that. Like, what are they telling Mm -hmm. us to not do the plot? They were right. They were right. Goofy was right about that. Yeah, we should have listened to Goofy. Because there's just endless mobs of dark bombs and. (laughs) So many of them. And yeah, like. The fact that
0: Kingdom Hearts does not let you interact with things like treasure chests unless there's no enemies around is a real problem when the encounter rate is so high. I was
1: in Agrabah trying to get the treasure chest there and I would fight like the 15 guys that spawn. And then I'm like, okay, time to open this chest. And as soon as I go get to the chest, five more guys pop up. Oh, God. Yeah, I had that same experience,
0: but in Monstro. Oh, no. Which was already bad because I was in Monstro again. Right. No, it was it was kind of rough going. And ultimately, the thing that's infuriating is I didn't need any more pages. I actually had all of them, Uh but I didn't think I did. So, yeah, that wasn't great. But ultimately, I did look at a walkthrough and realize that the Tigger bouncing uh, on on Stump's page has a second minigame in it where you have to hit nuts that Tigger throws at you into a big honeypot. Uh-huh. That was my bad, really. But these scenes are all very charming, and actually... Some of them do adapt actual bits from Winnie the Pooh stories. So the thing with Pooh going to Rabbit's house, eating too much honey and getting stuck in the hole in the wall uh, trying to get out, 100% that is a Winnie the Pooh story. Mm-hmm. So not the bit where Rabbit has to make make him carrot juice to slim down? That part's not in it. They just I think he's just stuck in there for like two days or something. And eventually they like push him out. So the whole overall plot of the Hundred Acre Wood is that Pooh is missing all of his friends because the Hundred Acre Wood has been has been kind of torn to pieces by these pages going missing. There's parts where they're just not there anymore. So each page that you bring back introduces a new little area of the Hundred Acre Wood and introduces another one of Pooh's friends. And you get to meet piglet and owl and rabbit and uh of course tigger and rue oh and and eeyore over the course of these sort of in sequence mm-hmm. and there's kind of a new mini game where you help each one of them solve a problem or uh, in the case of tigger stop him from causing <laughs> a problem so yeah they're all just these fun nice little scenes that you know, are are very, I don't know. I like the fact that the tone of these is so laid back compared to the rest of the game.
1: Yeah, it's really nice. There's no heartless to fight or anything. They're not in danger anymore once you get no. them all together.
0: They they even changed the
1: command prompt
0: for, for, for using the keyblade from attack to hit. <laughs> and uh, the game does not let you do a hit on Pooh or any of his friends, which is, you know, probably for the best. Yeah. But yeah, the mini games are all fun. None of them are too hard. There's there's a couple where like I was very worried they were going to go in an incredibly obnoxious direction. <laughs> uh, there's one where you have to fling Pooh off of a swing, and if he doesn't hit the thing that he's supposed to hit, if he's either too short or too far away, you have to lead him back. (laughs) And I was kind of worried that this was going to turn into like this really obnoxious pathfinding thing. But it was actually fine.
1: I think that game is actually there's no way to be good or bad at it. There is not any
0: way to be good or bad at it. There's no points capped. It's just this is the one where you are looking for Eeyore's tail mm-hmm. and you have to make him collide with Eeyore's little house so that it falls down and uh, you find his tail inside. So you can actually overshoot that and have to redo it. But that's it. That's the only thing you can do that's not just winning the game. Yeah,
1: I think the main danger here for having a bad time in Hundred Acre Wood is overthinking or like trying too hard on the game. Yeah. like. I kind of had a hard time on the um, the tree one where Pooh is uh, going up a tree on a balloon and you have to fight the bees off so they don't pop his balloon
0: mm-hmm.
1: until I, I figured out that you shouldn't really be trying to move the control stick at all. So no, you, you you're should not. just hit the button to have Sora hit attack the bees and he'll go right over and hit them
0: yeah so it actually this is the thing i was talking about before that like feels weirdly really satisfying <laughs> it's Pooh is on these balloons and he's kind of slowly ascending this tree and bees are coming out of hives so you do have to like kind of jump your way up the tree to get to the point where he's at and whatever beehive is sending out bees at him. But when you hit the bees, he'll do this really nice jump just like right back onto the branch. Mm-hmm. And he'll move up the tree doing that. Right. So you don't actually have to, like you said, be moving the control stick at all. It's really more just like a timing, you know, mini game, basically. Uh they're all very easy and they're kind of just designed to give you like a nice little break. I think the the intention was probably more that like whenever you find one of these you bring it back and then you have a fun little like 5 minute sequence of doing a mini game and palling around with the hundred acre wood folks. Instead of doing them all at once, but that actually still works okay. Yeah. And the the last mini game is one where Finally, you've got all of Pooh's friends back together, but they're all kind of just spread out over this area. They've all gotten lost again, basically. <laughs> so you just have to lead Pooh around until he he finds all of his friends and uh, just lock him up in jail. Just lock him up in in a little in cri- friend jail. In friend jail. So there's like a little area and a shady thing in the middle of a clump of bushes that all of Pooh's friends will hang out in. And yeah, it's nice. It's you know you're you're bringing them back together again.
1: So do you think that the things that happen in the Hundred Acre Wood, is that real? Like you do lock the world, right? At the end.
0: You do lock the world. So
1: it's like a real world.
0: It's like a real world, but it has an incredibly different just like mode of being than I think it's a real world. Like, that's my impression of it. Because I feel like if it wasn't a real world, how could Sora take things out of it?
1: That's a good point.
0: Because you do get for each torn page when you complete it, the way you know you've completed it is when you go back to the menu, it says the torn page has turned into whatever item. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's also treasure chests hidden around in, in the various areas that you can get stuff out of that are real.
1: Isn't one of the things you get here the Bambi Summon? uh yes i think that's right i think you get
0: the bambi summon from like i think it's in hidden in like the first area here how did he end up here i don't know it's mysterious but yeah a kind of cool thing at the very end of this you get one final scene which is a set at like twilight with sora deciding he's had fun but he needs to go back and get back to the plot basically and start helping his friends and everyone waves goodbye to him and as he walks off The book closes and you see a essentially a recreation of the classic uh, Winnie the Pooh cover illustration. But it has Sora in place of Christopher Robin walking with Pooh and Tigger. And then the clasp on the book closes and the keyhole on the clasp illuminates and goes away. That is showing that you have locked the keyhole for this, there's a very weird, very kind of dreamlike feel to this whole thing. So I, I definitely had some thoughts like, is this real? Like, what is actually happening here? Like, is Tora just like staring off into space <laughs> and imagining this? Or or is he going somewhere when this happens? You know? Yeah this you know reinforces the thing that we've heard uh, a couple of different times now about kind of like you know your friends being with you in your heart uh, as long as you remember them and you know people kind of touching each other and and staying connected through having had experiences together so this is kind of a nice much more kind of laid-back way of of sort of presenting that again, I'm just I'm so glad that when they made the decision to do Winnie the Pooh in this game, they did not make it like a proper level with like <laughs> combat and a boss fight. Yeah. Like it's like you know fighting some heffalumps, fighting a big honey pot with eyes on it. <laughs> you know some some soldier heartlesses that have like you know tigger legs or something. Oh, no. I don't know. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm glad they decided to do something a little different with this one.
0: Did anything else about this sequence kind of strike you in any way that, you know, you wanted to bring up?
1: Uh, it does have really
0: cute music. It has very cute music and it has, you know, kind of two different tunes. There's sort of like a version of like kind of the classic Winnie the Pooh theme that plays over most of the scenes of like characters talking and stuff. And it, it has a sort of more upbeat kind of energetic song that still sounds like in keeping with that for when you're actually doing the various mini games. But yeah, I like this. I th- I think this is a really neat component of this game and a fun way to put some mini games in here in a way that, you know, doesn't really require them to sort of wedge them into the main levels.
1: I agree. I actually feel like they didn't. I mean, I guess it they it is good to have some optional content in any game. But it seems like this didn't necessarily have to be an optional level.
0: I agree. Yeah, I get why they would make it an optional level, just because it would be kind of annoying to have the game be like, all right, can't go on with the plot anymore until you found these five things. Yeah. But I guess that if it wasn't going to be optional, they probably would have done it in a different way where you didn't have to do Mm -hmm. that. But yeah, you know. One thing that I do think is interesting is that one of the pages you you can only get it via rescuing enough puppies that the Dalmatian parents will give you a page as a present. They're holding
1: it hostage. Was this some
0: kind of feud between them and Merlin? (laughs) Because three of the puppies are actually in the cave that Merlin's house is in. That's right. Either he just has no idea what's going on in literally his own backyard, or he is keeping those puppies there. There's
1: clearly all sorts of quite distressing things going on with the trading of these puppies, with how spread out they are and the various custodians of them. Mm-hmm. including the Moogles in Traverse Town. That's right. Yes. They just have a chest full of puppies in their workshop. And they're, you know, standing there saying like, we're going to make the ultimate weapon, Goopo. While they're locked up right next to them. Yeah. I don't know. You think they're cute? Maybe not.
0: I think they're cute, but they may have been on some Cruella Deville business here. They may have been getting ready to use those puppies in the ultimate weapon.
1: Now, speaking of the puppies, does Cruella Deville she shows up in Chain of Memories? Is that right? Or I don't
0: remember. I don't remember a Cruella Deville appearance in any of these games.
1: She's not in any of the games. She might
0: be. I mean, I there's some gaps. I have some gaps in my Kingdom Hearts knowledge. Mm -hmm. Uh, So she she may well be, but I don't think she's in. Because the other main one that has, like, completely new areas in it that aren't in any of, like, the mainline games, Birth by Sleep, she is not in that one, I don't think. And I'm pretty sure she's not in Dream Drop Distance.
1: Yeah, I'm guessing maybe she doesn't actually appear. I don't know. Do the puppies, do
0: do the the Dalmatians ever come back after this game, actually? Is a question I have. You know, I don't think so. Because I feel like maybe they thought like, OK, we did this like game wide puppy collection quest in Kingdom Hearts one. That's probably the only thing we can do with them.
1: <laughs> I guess that is fair.
0: I mean, maybe there was something else they could do with them, but I wonder. I'm not sure they ever tried. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a good question. I'll be curious to see if they pop up again.
1: Well, I guess if they don't, at least you can. Feel good that they are safe,
0: yes, uh good two thirds of them are safe
1: <laughs> yeah i uh i I haven't found all of the ones that we can even find right now. I know there's probably some that we can't get to yet. Is that true? I think that's right. I think there are
0: probably some that are in hollow bastion. That we can't get to right now, at least, because we can't go back to Hollow Bastion yet. I don't know if there's any uh, in the end of the world,
1: the final area. You know, I think there are some that like you we can technically get to right now. But I was able to find in my research and efforts that your high jump ability gets more high the higher level you are. Are you aware of this? Really? Yeah. No, I didn't. But I did go crazy in Wonderland. Trying right? To ju-
0: in Wonderland, trying in the freaking Mad Tea Party no, area, trying right. trying to get up onto those things. I was like, I must be able to get up here. There is no other way. I'm almost here. I'm almost able to do it. I had no. It wouldn't have even occurred to me that the high jump gets higher the higher level you. Yeah. are. That is. That is busted. Like, no, <laughs> that's not, that's not right. And they could at least tell you that. They could absolutely tell you that. That did not even be a secret mechanic,
1: Kingdom Hearts. What are you doing? What
0: are you doing?
1: <laughs> so, yeah, I also oh went nuts in that mad tea party room. I even like, there's another entrance you can get to to get onto the little ledge above the table. Yeah, where there's one chest, I knew that. And then I tried to fly over, but it wasn't really that wasn't really right for gliding
0: yeah i will say wonderland is very bad to go back to uh post enemy level bump yeah like i that is the one even more than monster where i truly regretted not doing a revisit of this before we went to hollow bastion i think
1: that the 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 more and smaller rooms that a place has the worse it is because you're like in wonderland you're trying to go in and out between places And every time you do that, it resets the mobs.
0: Yep, it sure does. It sure does. Ah, man, Wonderland, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know... We were pretty hard on it in our episode covering it, but maybe it's got a lot of
0: puzzles, actually. yeah, I mean, the
1: puzzles are kind of cool. I did like finding out that you can, like, cast more spells on the flowers to get more stuff. Mm -hmm. But I think we could have been harder on Wonderland. I think we could have been
0: harder on Wonderland. The thing that's really frustrating about it is that Wonderland is almost a very cool idea, where essentially Wonderland is not actually a smaller level than most of the others in the game. But what it is, is it's a thing where the entire level is like one big room that leads to like the different walls and the ceiling and the floor of the bazaar room. Yeah, that's almost an interesting idea. But they don't do nearly enough with it, and it is infuriating to get
1: around. Yeah, I'm not, I guess I'm like not wise enough in the ways of game design to really like point at what they could have done differently. But I agree that it's like so close to being cool.
0: Let me put it this way. If this exact same concept were used for a Zelda dungeon, I think it would be killer. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think it would be really good. I think there'd be a lot of really clever interlocking puzzles. And I think there would be a lot of really good, clear but not handholdy signposting for how to get uh, how to make the overall like gimmick of the level work. But it's just not here
1: yeah, I think that's a really good comparison because like if you look at like the Forest Temple in Ocarina of Time, that's pretty close to some of the stuff they were going for.
0: Yeah, it is. It it super is. Or I mean even like um there's this great dungeon in Twilight Princess where you are in a uh, a big mansion like in a in like this this like snowy mansion that is owned by this y ye- the, the Yeti's and like that also has a lot of stuff where you're sort of like crisscrossing back through like main areas and things and you know opening up new parts as you go and yeah i just feel like there's something here that could really work but it super doesn't uh and it's just it, that makes it worse that makes it more infuriating
1: yeah if it had just been a boring level it's not so bad yeah
0: now, nah, I am ready at this point for those long corridors of Kingdom Hearts too. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, like give them to me. I I don't want
1: to. No more mazes.
0: No more. No more tiny mazes where you can't see the doors because the camera will not show them to you. Because <laughs> it, it always has to be fixated on the back of Sora's oh, neck. Right. <laughs> So I did the Olympus Coliseum stuff as well here. Great. Um,
1: I only did the Hercules Cup. Skipped right to that. But there's two more before that.
0: There is not really a ton to those. Mm. So I think we can pretty much just talk about the Hercules Cup. The Hercules Cup is a fun one because it is the longest of the cups. And it does feature a couple of refights with the Final Fantasy characters. There is a fight with Cloud... Which is, uh, you know, kind of the real fight with Cloud. Like the the fight that you had with him, the one on one fight from early in the game, was not really uh, a proper showing of his abilities. I think. his heart wasn't in it. His heart wasn't in it. Uh, but not in the way that Kingdom Hearts usually <laughs> oh, means yeah. when somebody's heart isn't in it, which means that it is like somewhere else, like off to the side, uh, as another person. <laughs> but yeah, this time you fight Cloud. You've got the the posse with you you've got donald and goofy so he doesn't hold back and he pulls out this this weird like a bat wing
1: yeah i guess that's a a functional bat wing that he can fly around yeah that's cool he's pretty strong and yeah that's definitely took me a couple of
0: tries to get him down and it's also weird because he's also not the final fight of the hercules yeah
1: not only is he not the like hercules is obviously the final fight but in between them there's another heartless group battle and it's just like a random mob of
0: heartless like why wasn't cloud the last one before hercules like i don't get that i don't
1: either maybe they want you to have some time to build your mp back up yeah actually that could be not that actually not that mp's that important with the hercules fight No, the Hercules fight
0: is another one on one fight. It's just Sora versus Hercules. And I actually found it quite easy. Yeah,
1: it was pretty. It's pretty simple. Hercules is invincible sometimes, but he is weak to barrels. Uh, So
0: weak to barrels.
1: (laughs) And thankfully, there's a auto spawning group of barrels that um, pop up quite frequently. And he also, I guess, Mm -hmm. is so confident. That he's invincible, that mm-hmm. he takes some breaks to do some flexing and taunting. Yeah. You can really easily peg him with a barrel during.
0: Yeah, you can you can whammy him with those barrels. And then he just he goes down like a ton of bricks for sure. So, yeah, you beat up Hercules and learn the power of friendship, even though you beat him up by yourself.
1: <laughs> uh, that's how it works sometimes, I guess. Yeah, you do get some cool items. Her, uh, yes, you do. If he gets a Hercules shield. And you get mm-hmm. a um, cloud themed, I guess, Keyblade. Yeah. And you also learn a new Trinity from this, I think. right? Yes, that's right. You get the white Trinity, which is the uh, last one you learn, as far as I know, or uh-huh. the last one you can learn. I guess you could have done it earlier, right? This is interesting, actually, because, yeah, I got
0: the yellow trinity from this, and the white trinity was the one I got in Hollow Bastion after the group reunites. Oh. So I didn't realize that, actually. I didn't realize that you just earned them in sequence like that. Is that right? I thought they were specific things that you got from specific actions. But I guess in this case, because you can do... The Hercules Cup before you go to Hollow Bastion. That does make sense,
1: huh? Yeah. Wait. You said you got the yellow trinity in Hollow Bastion. Uh, no, no. I got the white trinity in Hollow Bastion because I already had. Okay. Okay. Then I, I think that it. I think that you do always get the white trinity in Hollow Bastion
0: okay because the white trinity it makes sense that you get it there because it's the one where they they like all stand in a circle and like touch their weapons together like they're doing like the three musketeers all for one and one for all Mm -hmm. thing so it makes sense that that would be like their ultimate moment of friendship would would give them that yeah it'd be a a little stranger
1: to get the the yellow push move (laughs) after all their experiences in hollow bastion
0: so yeah no that's cool and you can finally push that dang uh plinth that's in the middle of the the like antechamber.
1: Yeah. And it's got the keyhole behind it.
0: And it's got the keyhole behind it. And you can finally seal the keyhole on Olympus Coliseum. Not
1: that anyone seemed too concerned in Olympus Coliseum about the heartless Nah, they really they weren't actually seemed like they were like contributing members of society they put the heartless to work there the the
0: heartless were just like in the games like they signed up gave their names and everything like this is unless you go into gemini's journal and like read about the heartless this is the main place i think you would encounter the names of the heartless yeah. in, in this game so that's kind of fun all the little like wizard things are named after different kinds of of, uh, kinds of music, kinds of classical music. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's cute. You got the Blue Rhapsody and so on.
0: Yeah. The like uh, yellow waltzes, yeah. I think, are one of them. Yeah. Uh, and actually, I am a little wrong. There was one thing worth noting about that second cup, uh, which is that the final fight of that is a uh, a fight with Yuffie and and Leon. Well, how they
1: get there? I don't know how they got there. I guess there. they could have a gummy ship.
0: Could. I mean, they know Sid. So, you know, they're probably they can get around. They know what's up. But yeah, they are hard. They are harder, I would say, than most of the stuff <laughs> in uh, in the Hercules Cup. Uh-huh. They are, you know, basically the same as as when. You, uh, so I guess you don't fight Yuffie earlier in the game, right?
1: I don't think so. Yeah, you fight Leon in Traverse Town, but I, I don't think you'd ever fought Yuffie. And he's got some
0: new moves. He's faster and he has some some area of effect stuff. And uh, you feel kind of, you know, she'll throw her her like boomerang thing at you and leap around. And uh, it's yeah, it's it's not an easy fight. uh, I will say that. Mm -hmm. But probably the only thing that is harder than them actually is the cloud fight in in this level, obviously, but considering that this is essentially like the rest of the content for olympus coliseum uh there's not really a ton going on here but it is fun to go back and see these characters again and uh you know get some more angry encouragement from phil
1: (laughs) there are some other ways to do these tournaments did you do any of the time trials or solo runs uh, I didn't. I
0: noticed they were an option, but I didn't I didn't mess around with them. Did you do any I of that?
1: I briefly stuff? did one of the time trials, which was you know, that's I like a time trial pretty well. Um, but I don't think yeah. there's anything particular to get from them. Mm, so okay. I, I didn't I I died partway through and didn't try again.
0: So yeah, that's Olympus Coliseum effectively. And yeah, there's a few other things that, you know, are kind of floating around here uh that are still still available to do at this point obviously there are a bunch of trinity marks scattered around the levels that we couldn't do on our original runs through there's some places that were inaccessible that are easier or even just possible to get to now Mm -hmm. with glide and and high jump uh but mostly this is this is kind of it until we get back to the plot so how are you uh, l- looking looking at the game as a whole now at this point? Uh, how are you feeling about it?
1: Uh, it's a lot more fun with high jump and glide, as I've said before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, and it, it's uh, it's fun to go around and mop up some of the little stuff that you couldn't do before. I am kind of interested in continuing on to do some of the um, item synthesis. That I, I never yeah. got into on any of my other playthroughs of the game. Uh, but you can get like a really cool keyblade, right?
0: Yes, you can. I think that's like kind of the ultimate prize from doing all of the synthesis mm-hmm. stuff. I've uh, I think I've done six of the 12 synthesis recipes nice. now, so I'm getting there. But yeah, I uh, no, it's it has actually been fun going back to the earlier worlds and kind of just bouncing around them because, yeah, you can kind of appreciate Even in cases like Wonderland where, like, it just kind of doesn't work, I, I did find it was a little bit easier to appreciate, like, kind of what they were trying to do with these level concepts when I had a little more access to the levels themselves I was deeply annoyed every time I got to a hard to reach treasure chest and it had a frickin gummy piece in it. <laughs>
1: it's like, no, I
0: don't want these. They don't they do nothing. That's
1: pretty disappointing. Are you so are you not going to make a uh, really cool gummy ship?
0: Oh, man. Uh, I mean, obviously, can you really say you've beaten Kingdom Hearts if you if you haven't done good
1: that question? Some say the real game is making a good gummy ship.
0: You open up the gummy ship menu, and it's like the real Kingdom Hearts starts now. Yeah, I hate building gummies in this it's game. It's really
1: bad.
0: It's real. It's so bad. Like, it's so bad, and it's so unnecessary. We've now got literally like two more gummy ship sequences left <laughs> before the end of the game, and I have never ever felt like the gummy ship that the game gave me to start with was incapable of doing that of doing the the levels it, it's just why it's so elaborate and so confusing and yeah like there's just there's no reason to to ever mess with it unless you want to hurt yourself by doing it i
1: feel like they now there's all these stats that the game keeps track of while you're playing the gummy ship levels Like Mm -hmm. all the different items and like how fast you did it and how many enemies you beat. Yeah. Does that matter for anything?
0: I don't think so. I mean, I will say back in my original runs of this game, you know, way back in the day, I did more stuff than I would probably want to do now in order to unlock the secret ending for the game. And the gummy ship never figured into that. Like I did all the things the game demands that you do in order to unlock the secret ending. Uh And none of them were at all related to the gummy ship.
1: Gosh. So, I mean, that's good, I guess, that you don't have to do it. But there's so much. There's so much.
0: It's so much. It's like it truly does feel a lot like the gummy ship was like a different project like a different game yeah. that just didn't pan out so they they sort of cludged it onto this yeah. one i don't know if at all if that's the case but it it really feels like there's just way too much like work put into this thing for it to be as like inconsequential as it is in this game I like the gummy ship music. I've never gotten tired of the gummy ship music. It's good fun music.
1: I'll give you that.
0: I mean, the game seems like it kind of knows the gummy ship isn't that fun because it gives you the warp option, you know, very very
1: quickly, I would right, say. The reward is that you don't have to play the game anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, right.
1: <laughs> okay, so I'm looking here what the reward is for retrieving all 99 puppies. Uh-huh. It's gummy blocks no no after you've already done the most elaborate searching quest of all the whole game what you get is an upgrade to your gummy blocks Mr.
0: Nomura why why did you do this to me sadism (sighs) ugh I know that the reason why Nomura keeps putting belts, so many belts on his characters is because he knows it makes people mad and he thinks it's funny. (laughs) A dude has a twisted sense of humor.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if the gummy ship sequences had something to do with that, too.
0: I would not either. Yeah.
1: I had I have a friend that I made in middle school that I, I still talk to who was really good at making gummy ships.
0: That's incredible.
1: Yeah. Maybe I'll try to get her help and make a good one.
0: Oh, that please do like that. That would be incredible. I mean, the gummy ship, I I find the the interface for building gummy ships so confusing that I really tried this time. Like I went in and I looked at the blueprints and I tried to make something and I just like I could not I could not do it. I could not put the blocks next to each other so they made a functional gummy <laughs> ship. Definitely not one of the ones that looks like any of the designs they give you. I'm
1: really. How are you supposed to use the designs? There's a bunch of them. You I can don't get a know. Bunch from Geppetto, but whenever I try to use them, it says I don't have the blocks for it. Yeah, right. It seems insane because I've got like 800 blocks.
0: I got 800 blocks and I've been almost all the way through this game. There cannot be that many more blocks hiding out there. I can't there.
1: even build the like first one you get. no
0: no me either it's 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 not available because we don't have the blocks what is don't have the blocks what does
1: that mean
0: i don't know i don't know i have so many blocks surely some of these would work
1: i did build my really ugly bus shaped ship so that i can just blast through the gummy ship levels without dying
0: that is some good work there (laughs) i'll I'll have Uh, to share a
1: picture on twitter or something
0: yeah please do i i want to see it (laughs) i want to see what that looks like
1: yeah i mean you know
0: one thing i will say as props to them is that the gummy ship stuff is awful in this game but they did at least this wasn't a thing where they just dropped it like they did come back to this idea in the other mainline kingdom hearts games and eventually i think they did make it kind of fun
1: that's good to hear
0: The interface for building gummy ships in Kingdom Hearts 3 is really easy to use. I was able to make like five different gummy ships and the gummy ship like environment in that game is like it's like an open world version of a Star Fox level, Uh basically, you know, like it's just like a big, weird, like psychedelic space that's full of like, you know, shiny chrome planets that you fly from point to point in. It's kind of fun. It's it's more fun than, you know, any of the stuff that you do with the gummy ship in this game. So... You know, props to them for not just like being like, yeah, that was a bad idea. We we're not going to do that anymore. I I appreciate them being like, "Nah, the gummy ship's part of Kingdom Hearts. We don't care if you like it or not. You're going to keep dealing with it (laughs) as long as you keep playing these games.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's really important in game development is to not be too. And I'm saying this sincerely to not be too responsive to criticism from players no i i
0: agree i i'm i'm being serious about this i don't i'm not saying this is a joke i genuinely like the fact that they liked the gummy ship enough that they kept trying with it regardless of the reception that it got because like i would rather play somebody's weird idea that i don't think is that fun as long as i think they believed in it And that they were they were trying to make a thing they wanted to make.
1: Yeah, I agree. And part of that is that they they keep trying. And and I'm glad to hear that they did something with it. Yeah, they did something
0: with it. You know, whenever they make another Kingdom Hearts game, I'm sure they'll try again with it. And, you know, they might do even better. But I'm glad to see that they didn't just like bin that and, you know, decide to just have like a, a boring like level select map or
1: something. So maybe this is going to be more better to talk about after we've actually finished the game. But back when this was the only Kingdom Hearts game. Yeah. Did you th- think there would be a sequel? I
0: did think there would be a sequel, especially based on the way that this one ends and particularly what its secret ending implies. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I necessarily thought the sequel would be what it was or that the series would go in the direction that it did but yeah i i really thought that there was gonna be that they would do more with kingdom hearts uh which was kind of a surprise when i got to the end of the game and felt like that Uh because it felt like such a strange experiment that i could very easily have imagined this being like this sort of like legendary strange one-off thing that they did and then never, never did it again. And it was just like amazing and perfect. And they just walked away from it. (laughs) But yeah, I think by the time I got to the end of the game and I was like, yeah, I bet. Well, I mean, part of it was I was really excited to see where it would go Mm -hmm. next, you know, because I thought there would be a next, you know. Yeah, yeah. Did you have a different impression when this was you know, wrapping up originally. I feel
1: like I was pretty skeptical, especially before seeing the secret ending, because I was so mm-hmm. used to like Final Fantasy games, which right, especially yeah. back then didn't have any, didn't really have sequels. Like this was before Final Fantasy ten two, 2 or like all those Final Fantasy VII, um tie-ins, at least the ones we got in the US. <laughs> right. So it, it seemed pretty weird to me, the idea... Of a video game series, I guess. Well, yeah, I definitely get that because even because I mean, this is
0: very hard to this is a very different situation than where we are now, where it is it is very possible to imagine any Final Fantasy game getting direct sequels to itself. But back then... Square didn't really make sequels in like a traditional sense, right? Like they made because I remember, you know, they, they would make, you know, of course, sequels in like a numerical sense, but every time it would be a completely new world, it'd be a new take on it. Core game mechanics could be completely different from entry to entry. And that's still pretty true of like the numbered Final Fantasy games, but the one instance in which they made like a direct sequel to something back then was Chrono Cross, which is a legendarily divisive sequel that is feels like it is it is running as hard as possible away from Chrono Trigger, the game that it's a sequel to.
1: That's a really interesting one to bring up, because I feel like that one was made in an environment where no one was expecting it to be an actual sequel. Yeah, like you could be forgiven for playing hours and hours of that game and just think it was like the difference between Final Fantasy 5 and 10.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: Because it's only way late in Chrono Cross that it's like it's like a spoiler that it's a sequel to Chrono Trigger. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like in in a in an environment where you're expecting games to be sequels to the games that they are named after, that's not as good of a twist. I definitely see what, what
0: you're saying there. I just think that, like, from the get-go, Kingdom Hearts always felt like something a little different. And there was a feeling that, like, this story, in, in a way that is never the case with Final Fantasy games this game finishes and it does not feel like this story is done mm-hmm. like the final fantasy games they're not so much like this anymore the new ones the, the newer ones but at the time the final fantasy games always took place in what i, I always used to think about as like single serving uh fictional universes mm-hmm. like you know by the end of like final fantasy 8 you know, basically everything there is to know about that universe from like the creation of reality up through the potential end of reality. And like, you definitely feel like the one main story that could be told about that universe has been told. Because Kingdom Hearts is so much more sort of like, fragmentary, it doesn't quite feel the same way to me. Yeah, that makes sense. And also, I just want to add that like, that impression of the like single serving fictional universes ultimately was not true even of those games that had that because I have been genuinely shocked at how much more kind of detail and interesting stories they've been able to mine out of the world of like Final Fantasy 7 in the years since. Like some of that hasn't gone very well, but some of it really has. You know, I think that this game for better and for worse, in some ways, is the point at which Square started to see every one of their games as potentially its own little mini franchise. And I couldn't have predicted that. That is not a thing that I sort of guessed was going to be happening when I finished this. Yeah. But, you know, I do think that probably it kind of starts here.
1: Yeah, I think that I I feel like that matches up chronologically.
0: But yeah, I, I definitely I definitely think that I believed that any sequels to Kingdom Hearts that would happen would be more different from this game than they ultimately ended up being. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I did imagine like much more sort of like old school Squaresoft style sequels continuing the story of Sora. And that's not exactly what we ended up getting we ended up getting um things that that really did sort of you know spin off from the the core design of this game instead but yeah like this one just felt you know like i said that this story felt like it still had a lot more room to go than than most of the other ones that uh that square had done
1: at this point so next episode, are we going to be finishing off Kingdom Hearts 1? I think we might be. Yeah, wow. I think we might be. It's been quite a journey. It
0: really has. Yeah, I'm kind of amazed that we've gotten through it. And like, what is this? This is our 10th episode, I believe. Right? Yeah,
1: something like that.
0: Yeah, so it, it'll be, you know, less than... Yeah, less than 15 episodes by the time we get through this, depending on how much more time we end up taking with the rest of the game. I think one more episode will do it. You know, here's what I'll say. Next episode, we will cover our return to Hollow Bastion, the kind of final wind up to the ending. And that'll also include the interesting bit of side content we haven't discussed yet, which is the Ansem's reports. Mm -hmm. And I think that maybe we'll save the actual like the final boss fight and the game's ending for its own episode, if that makes sense. That sounds good. OK, cool. So join us next time for a trip almost to the end, but
1: not quite. Uh, oh, 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 no, I've stuck my hand in a barrel of honey and i can't get it out oh no i can't help you because i'm
0: stuck in a hole in the wall of my friend's house because i ate too much honey oh no
1: no. what are we gonna do
0: oh join us next time as we we try to get out of this little pickle of a conundrum (laughs) on kingdom hearts coast to coast until then i'm juliet and i'm madison oh bother
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of Kingdom Hearts Coast to Coast. Our intro and outro feature the song Trinity by T. Spiro on ocremix.org. To contact the show, send us an email at Kingdom Hearts coast at gmail.com. That's the numeral two. Or follow us on Twitter at Coast 2 coast Again, the Numeral 2. Join us next week as we conclude our adventure at the end of the world.
0: If you jump in, you don't have to jump a little bit, right? Okay, let's change you, Tigger. この歌が終わる頃俺はティガー 1号お前